Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. So today's guest is Eliza Milsom, and she is the Education Manager at Swiss Wellness, and I'm so excited to have her here today. We went to uni together back in the day, we finished about three years ago now, um, and we've just had a really great catch up, and she has so many amazing nuggets of wisdom to share with you all, so I can't wait for you to hear all of her insight. So welcome, Eliza. Thank you so much. I'm so excited and so grateful to be here. I was saying before that I didn't think my life was that interesting for someone to ask me to be on a podcast. It is so interesting. I'm <laughs> so right? really grateful to be on a podcast. So thanks so much. I'm really excited. My pleasure. It's great to have you here. So for all the listeners, can I get you to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to where you are today? Sure. So um, as we said before, my name's Eliza. Um, I am a nutritionist, so I studied um, nutritional medicine with Shani and essentially how did I get to where I was today um I finished school uh, high school and really didn't know what I wanted to do at all um I studied really hard and got a really good enter score um so at the time I sort of thought oh you need to study law or medicine or something really crazy like that um so because I didn't know I deferred yeah and then Basically, health was always just a huge passion of mine. Um, Food actually was the passion of mine. Um, And so after a year, um, you know, I spent, you know, I always spent a lot of my time kind of researching and studying uh, nutrition and health sort of on the side. And then someone sort of suggested maybe you should study it. Um, So then studied it in Deva. So that took me four years, was it? It was like so long ago now. It was three full time. Yeah. Okay. Full time. Yeah. Full time. Yeah. So three years and then, um, you know, while I was at uni, um, I, what did I do? I worked in retails in retail management for, you know, years and years. Um, but then sort of finished uni and didn't really know what to do with that degree. And I'm sure we'll kind of discuss later, later but um, it's really challenging to get yeah. a job and to know <laughs> what you want to do outside of that degree. So I sort of finished, continued to work in retail for a long time. And then sort of worked at another um, supplement company, like more of a practitioner, the practitioner kind of space. Yeah. And then got the opportunity at Swiss. Um, and so I've been at Swiss for about two years now. Um, yeah, started another in another role and then now um, the education and training manager. And I've got um, a couple of girls in my team. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of how I got to where I am now. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about what it actually means to be the education manager? Sure. So um, essentially it's my, you know, when I talk about what my team does, it's essentially our role. I mean, Swiss's ethos is to make millions of people around the world happier and healthier. Yeah. And so that really underpins everything that we do. So for my team, um, we're really... Um, connected to that ethos so we do that by essentially educating um, and training our field sales team to then go out and educate the masses um, on nutrition wellness mindfulness and also um, movement so it's not just you know um, training people on 
you know, what Swiss products do. Um, we definitely do that as well. But it's sort of creating this really holistic kind of um, education piece. Um, so with that, we create a lot of content. So um, whether it's, you know, marketing type materials to kind of give out at a store level. Yeah. Um, we do some like, you know, PR type content. So for websites, blogs, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we do a lot of workshop style um, training sessions. So whether it's like an internal kind of training or um, presentation to kind of educate internal Swiss team members. Um, or we also kind of go out to big retailers um, like your likes of Chemist Warehouse, Priceline, et cetera, and do, um, you know, larger scale sort of um, product and education sessions all kind of um, encompassing health, mindfulness um, and nutrition. That's fantastic. Yeah. What a really cool thing to be involved in. Yeah, it's awesome. I do love yeah. it. It's um you know, it's challenging and um, it's definitely not what I thought that I would do. Um, yeah. I definitely, when I studied my degree, I didn't think, I think I I only had in my mind like one-on-one private practice. Yeah. Um, but That's what we're taught in uni too, like more down that avenue. A hundred percent. And it's kind of drilled into your, um, I mean, your whole last year at, mm. at uni is clinical practice. Yeah. And I mean, you definitely learn amazing skills in that you know, in that last year, but it just was never for me. And I, I actually yeah. hated that last year. <laughs> like I had so much anxiety every single day. It was very stressful. <laughs> so stressful. And yeah. I think, you know, I, my skills, like I, you know, I wasn't like an A plus um, student. I actually did no science in high school. I dropped it in year 10. I was way more of an arts gal. Yeah. Um, so I found, you know, the degree really, really challenging. So then yeah. going into that final year where you sort of have to have really strong like pathophysiology, I can't even say the word, <laughs> pathophysiologically. No, I can't even say pathophysiological it. Pathophysiological Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's right. We know what you mean. I lost it. But it just wasn't for me, you know. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, it's been really a really interesting journey from from uni, that's for sure. Yeah, and it's awesome to see that that is an option to anyone graduating or studying or yeah. who is a nutritionist that they can find other jobs 100. in corporate wellness and yeah, 100%. You, know. you have to I think you have to think outside of the box a little bit and be a little bit creative and um I think recognizing your skills and your attributes and strengths outside of nutrition can really kind of help to guide you um, in a different avenue. Mm -hmm. And I think I remember when I finished uni and I was trying to kind of build my own business, you know, I wanted to be a a practitioner and I wanted to be in one-on-one practice and trying to kind of build, um, you know, a community of people. My sister worked in corporate. Um, She worked for... um, like KPMG, it's like big corporate, you know, she was in marketing. And at the time that company was kind of investing a lot in their people, like in corporate wellness. And so she was like at the time she asked me to come in and do like a nutrition workshop with her and her team. Fantastic. And I was petrified (laughs) because I was fresh out of uni and they thought that I was, you know, this really experienced, um, you know, nutritionist and I think people on the outside think nutrition – studying nutrition is quite glamorous yeah it's true. not no. <laughs> it's not at all <laughs> so, so true yeah so I kind of went in there that they were definitely expecting me to like you know change lives um but that was all and I loved it you know I loved that workshop style I loved like you know you know essentially inspiring people yeah. um to be healthier mm-hmm. but it wasn't that one-on-one 
super technical, you know, um, needing to know your biology and chemistry. It was yeah. more <laughs> like inspiring people to kind of be well in, in the corporate sense. So I think that's sort of what sparked my interest in moving in towards more of a corporate setting. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's really cool. It's interesting how that came about. Mm. It's funny how things line up like that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So can you tell us a little bit about how you actually got the role at Swiss? Yes, how did I get the role at Swiss? So um, my first company I worked at, I worked at Nutrition Care, which Mm -hmm. is like a practitioner um, vitamin, mineral and herbal uh, company. And, you know, I learned, I had a really great manager there. Um, He Mm -hmm. was my marketing manager. I was actually in like more of a marketing role. It was a marketing coordinator role. But they really wanted someone who had um, a background in nutrition um, particularly when writing marketing content because it is a slightly yeah. different skill. Mm. Um, and it was a really small company and you really kind of were involved in all different areas of the business. So I learned so much yeah. um, about what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do as well. Yeah. Um, and basically I remember meeting someone that worked at Swiss at like a, um, a symposium or like a seminar. Yeah. And essentially she was kind of telling me about um, the culture that was at Swiss and that, you know, they had incredible things like daily yoga and um, meditation every day and they all, you know, went on walking meetings and they had an extra week of annual <laughs> leave. Or they have these days that they call um, H&H Day, so they're health and happiness days. And so essentially it's an extra week of annual leave a year yeah. you're meant to spend with your family and friends to be happier and healthier. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like a bizarre concept. And so for me it was more like I want that. Like, yeah. like I want to work hard but I want to be in a culture that's really positive and mm-hmm. um, also aligned with, with my ethos. Um, yeah. And so my marketing manager at Nutrition Care, um, his name was Chris, shout out to Chris. Um, <laughs> he, you know, one day I sort of mentioned, I were talking about Swiss and he's like, I, I, I actually think that you should work there, Eliza. And at the time I was like, what? Like, you shouldn't be telling me that you're my manager. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's just like, I just feel like you're going to be stuck here and um, you've kind of got bigger and better things in you. And I really think that you should apply for a role at Swiss. So essentially this... Um, at the time, it was called a, a product education specialist or something like that. Yeah. Came up on just like I just kept stalking Swiss's website essentially, and then this role yeah. came up. I'm like, you know what, I'm going to apply. And he made a, did a really good reference for me, and got the role. Um, and so I remember my interview um, to start working at Swiss. It was so full on so I had to do this case study and present this like full presentation back to the two managers (laughs) and someone in HR and there was like a three-round interview process and it was really really full on um but that's sort of how I got the role um that was my role before this one and then I sort of worked there for a year and then eventually kind of got promoted to this manager role which was awesome so yeah um yeah that's awesome. Like, that's so good that your past manager really cared about you as a person enough to know that you were destined for other things and to support you in getting there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really nice to see. I love it when people care about each other on that level. Yeah. And I think if you can build really good connections with people, no matter what you're doing for your yeah. job, um, whether it's in private practice or whether it's in, um, you know, a corporate environment, people will back you and people want to yeah. see, you to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. I will say though, um, you know, I've always been a very hard worker um, and that's 
sort of probably, you know, why I'm in the role that I am. I, I work extremely hard and I'm really energetic and, am, and I am very ambitious. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, it is definitely still, it's pretty competitive in corporate world. So yeah. you kind of do have to have that little bit of grit to kind of, um, yeah, continue to move up the ranks essentially. Yeah. On that note, do you find it's really important to have like a goal or desire to like drive you? Um. I think it depends on what you want to do. So yeah. for me, um, I've always been really ambitious, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what for. Like I don't yeah. know what – I don't have something in my mind that I want to be. Yeah. Um, but I just know I want to be really good at mm-hmm. whatever I do. Um, and so I think that just kind of has that little spark, you know. So every yeah. kind of day I go into work, it's like I want to be better and I want to learn more and I want to – um, grow more but I don't really care what that's in yeah. you know um, but I think a really good piece of advice actually my current manager at Swiss gave me mm-hmm. we were talking about you know career progression and of course because I'm highly ambitious I'm always yeah. like what's next what's yeah. next I want to do more <laughs> um, and she said to me because there's a few different roles that have sort of come up at Swiss that I've you know maybe thought to apply to apply for but mm-hmm. they aren't necessarily um you know, she has sort of stimulated this conversation, you know, is it, you know, what is your actual passion and drive and why do you do what you do? Yeah. And I think most nutritionists or naturopaths or people in this industry, it's because you want to help people. Yeah. Like that is the sole reason. Yeah. And sometimes you can forget it when you're in corporate because your target or your daily KPI is essentially to make sales. Yeah. So you can kind of you can like forget, you can forget that passion that you kind of, why, why did you start doing what you're doing in the first place? Mm-hmm. And so I always kind of bring that, that's kind of my drive. It's like, okay, yeah. am I actually helping people, um, whether it's one person or helping a bigger group of people? Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely the thing that kind of drives me every day, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good thing to have. And mm. yeah, I can completely relate on a lot of what you just said. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for the people if they wanted to get a foot in the door at Swiss or at a similar sort of company or in corporate wellness or Mm. another vitamin company? Yeah, so I think there's a few ways and avenues that you can kind of get into the corporate world with with a science degree. And I think some people think that you need to have a business or a marketing or, you know, a corporate kind of background to get a foot in the door. I think... Um, for me, the way that I got uh, the role at Nutrition Care and Swiss was because I also had a sales background. So, mm-hmm. you know, I worked in retail for years and years and I was in retail management. And so although that wasn't really linked to nutrition, you know, I kind of had skills like communication, you know, sales skills, um, you know, uh, talking you know, in front of other people, managing a team. So all those skills you can combine with your science degree. Um yeah. And so I guess my advice is first of all, like actually practic- like practical advice is got be on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't even know if LinkedIn, LinkedIn was around when we first finished uni. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't that big if it was. Like I didn't really get on it until recently, a couple of years ago, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, it was probably there. Maybe we just didn't realise it. <laughs> and I think we, we, we've never seen ourselves as corporate, as yeah. business, women, business women, essentially. So yeah. I remember my sister, who's um, very much in the corporate kind of space, she told me to get on LinkedIn and I'm like, no, but I don't even have anything to put on there. Like I'm a nutritionist and I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher. Like that's mm. not corporate. 
but pretty much all of these companies do their hiring through LinkedIn now. Yeah. Even Seek is not really that big anymore. So like practical skills, I think get on yeah. LinkedIn and make yourself a profile, but also think about all of the skills that you have before that you st- before you studied, you know, whether yeah. it's whether it was just a part-time job in retail or hospitality, there's still transferable skills mm. that you can use in um in the corporate space. Yeah. Um and so I think that and I think um I think looking outside the box, so yep. not just going for roles that have nutritionist in the title or naturopath in the title or, you know, anything to do with food or wellness, but maybe it's looking for a wellness company. So whether it's yep. um, a particular skincare brand that you like um, that's, you know, uh, aligned with your ethos or whether it's um, a community, a community kind of um, corporation that you kind of align with. Yep. I think not just honing in on the nutritionist naturopath kind of aspect of a role, mm. but really if you align to a company that is, um, you know, in wellness, whether you enter in, say, a customer service role, but then that can also lead to a lot of other things as well. So it doesn't need to be you're, you're, you're applying for a, a role that's advertised to a nutritionist, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point to make, especially when you do go on Seek and you see all the nutritionist jobs that come up and you've got things like kindergarten chef and yes. stuff that's not even actually related to what we're looking for. Exactly, it's non-nutritionist. <laughs> yeah. And I think as well when people are hiring in a corporate environment, so as an example, my first job at Nutrition Care, I was a marketing coordinator. Yeah. Um, and so really I was up against other people who had studied marketing. Mm-hmm. And so the edge that I had was that I knew about wellness and I yeah. knew about nutrition and naturopathy. But in my day-to-day role, I was way more marketing. You know, I was, mm. um, you know, organising events and, you know, trade marketing materials and um, working with agencies and that kind of stuff, which that's not – it's got nothing to do with science and what we studied. Yeah. But um, they're skills that I guess – you don't, yeah, you don't need to have a marketing degree to learn how to organise an event. So I think it's just like taking a step back and probably not so much just honing in on that, on your one skill set that you kind of had at uni. Yeah, Mm. I really like that. Yeah, definitely think outside the box. It's Mm. a good message. Yeah. Um, And so you have a role in the hiring process when you're finding new team members. Yeah. Can you let us know like what you look for when you are hiring someone or what would help someone stand out or what skills or you've touched on that a little bit already, but is there anything specific to that? So this is really relevant because at the moment I'm actually hiring um, a new person um, to to come into my team. Fantastic. And it's really interesting because, I mean, I have a great mentor through Swiss at the moment and I, I mean, I'm still don't, I don't know everything. Like I'm still learning myself. Impossible to. (laughs) Yeah. And I definitely have a fake it, team make it kind of attitude at work. Yeah. I I mean, I always feel like I'm like slightly pretending most days at work. (laughs) That's okay. Um, And so even in the hiring process, it is really difficult because you firstly want someone who obviously has the technical skills. Um, So um, whether that's technical skills from like a scientific perspective, but also, um, you know, have they used, have they, you know, been able to use a computer proficiently, like, you know, just basic kind of technical skills. Yeah. but then also I more honestly look at people's like personality and their attitude. And yeah. I mean, I love being around super inspiring, infectious people. And so I think 
for the first thing that's like on my list is like, are they passionate about health and wellness? It's yeah. really important mm-hmm. um, because we, I mean, in the team that we're in, we, we need to inspire other people. So um, that's number one. Um, number two, I mean, I love, I mean, probably because I'm highly ambitious, I love seeing people that have that ambition and drive. Um, and I, I do think that, it actually, I mean, this is for me, I actually don't really care about, you know, your your your, your marks that you got at uni or, yeah. um, you know, how good you are at figuring out an equation or like mm-hmm. those kind of scientific technical skills because it's not actually relevant in, in our role. What, we, what I really need people to be good at is, you know, engaging with other people, strong communication skills, um, inspiring, you know, that, that kind of energetic um, – yeah, I guess someone with a lot of energy. Yeah. So not so much like what um, – like uh, as an example, I'll give you an example. The person that I'm sort of hiring at the moment, I definitely need to be a naturopath or a nutritionist or someone with a science background, but I would love someone who has had previous experience working in a health food store Yeah. because you learn amazing skills. Um, mm-hmm. Number one, recommending um, vitamins and supplements, which is a great skill to have. Yeah. Um, but just that ability to communicate with other people. So it just, again, highlights how important it is to not down, you know, don't downplay your previous experience and roles that you've had in other jobs just because they're not nutrition related. Yeah. And I think when I first sort of left uni, I was always really um, hard on myself because even at uni, there was so many people even during uni doing amazing things. Yeah, it can be intimidating. <laughs> yeah, like writing blogs and um, working alongside these awesome companies and volunteering and doing, you know, internships, etc. which I had done nothing. Like I, I don't know how people had the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was working full-time in retail, you know, in fashion yeah. um, while at uni. I just didn't have time. I probably wasn't as ambitious at that time either, but – um, I think, yeah, just recognise all the other kind of workplaces that you've been in and how you can draw on those skills in the in your that current role and what they're asking for. Yeah, that's a really great advice. Mm. I like that. Um, you touched on having a mentor at work. How important do you think it is for people to have a mentor or someone to look up to or learn from? Um, for me, uh, learning from others is has been pivotal in my career growth and progression um whether that's in an official kind of mentoring program which is all swiss offers that so we have like a mentoring program and i've got this awesome mentor and she's um i think what's great about having a mentor is it doesn't have to be someone who's going down the direct path of you so my mentor for example um at Swiss, she is the head of like IT, director of IT for, the, for our global brand. Yeah. So I'm never going, I'm like have no skills in IT. Yeah. But learning things like leadership, management, um, you know, building a team structurally, et cetera, they're things that you learn that, that are incredible to learn from other people that are just sort of outside your inner circle. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, having – you. You know, I'm pretty lucky. I've had some great managers in the past, but I've also worked with people that I haven't gotten along with and that I'm like, oh, like I don't, I don't, you know, vibe with you. But you can learn off those people as well because yep. it makes you learn what you don't want to be like at yeah. work and what you don't want to do as a leader, particularly if you want to get into management. Um, so I think, um, you know, asking people for help, and that's another thing that I do look for in a candidate, is someone who asks a lot of questions. Yeah. Like 
We are learning every single day. No one knows everything. Yeah, lifelong students. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think um, it's been pivotal in my career um, having mentors in an official and unofficial capacity that have mm-hmm. definitely been really pivotal to my career growth and progression. Um, and it hasn't even just been in the corporate environment, but, you know, people like yoga teachers for me because um, yeah. I'm, I'm a yoga teacher as well. But my teachers have taught me, you know, they don't they don't teach me how to climb the corporate ranks, but, you know, they've taught me so much about mindset and, yeah. um, you know, daily practices that can kind of help you to reach that mindset. And so I think it's sort of a collective, you know, you kind of take a little bit from every single person that you meet. That's yeah. sort of my, my attitude towards things. Yeah, I agree. I think everyone can be a teacher. Like yeah. there's a lesson in everything. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you probably do a little bit of it as well in your role as a manager. Do you find you're sort of mentoring your team as well? Yeah, it's really interesting because I never thought that I would be seen as a mentor to anyone because <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I'm 26, so I'm still young. Yeah. And so sometimes when I have to give my team advice, I think, oh my God, like, I'm so young. I don't know. Like, I can't <laughs> believe someone's asking me for advice. Um, but, you know, it's a part of my job that I actually love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did it a lot. When I worked in retail, you know, I was really young. I was, you know, tw- you know, 19 to 24 or whatever it was. But I had a lot of girls who were, you know, 18 and 18 years old and younger in retail. Yeah. And so I kind of learned those skills then, you know, how to give feedback and how to have challenging conversations and all that kind of stuff. But then in this role, I, I love, love mentoring people and love kind of um, supporting people and hopefully trying to inspire, um, you know, people to kind of, you know, do really well in their career. Mm-hmm. But then also as a manager, you learn so much from your team. Um, and, you know, the, the girls in my team, they actually have different skill sets to me. We're not all the same. And so every day I'm learning new things off, off them as well, you know. Yeah. So we're sort of all equal. I feel like we're, as a team, we all just bounce off each other. Yeah, mm. that's fantastic. Sounds mm. like a really good thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, so if someone is contemplating studying nutrition, what would your advice to them be or someone <sighs> – yeah, let's go with studying first and then we'll talk okay. about grads. So someone that's studying nutrition, my biggest piece of advice, don't do it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Don't no, no, do it. Do it. It's awesome. Um, do it if you're passionate about yes, it. That's got to exactly, you know, exactly. a big part in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say is that when I look back at uni and I'm like, oh, I wish I did this. I do wish that I tried harder in the first one to two years. Yeah. I think it's because I was probably a bit young as well. You know, I was still partying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was drinking a lot of alcohol, which I kind of hid from everyone at uni because I felt like everyone was really healthy at uni <laughs> and I, I wasn't as healthy. Um, but I do wish in those first few years that I studied a little bit harder. But then also it didn't matter, you know, like yeah. even now, like, it, yes, I wish I studied a bit harder, but it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm in a position that I'm – I'm in a job that I'm really enjoying and that mm-hmm. doesn't actually matter. Um but I think one thing that I didn't do at uni, um, which I would do now, um, is make more connections with people. Um, yeah. I definitely went, you know, I was friendly with people at uni, but I kind of went in and then got out. I didn't really spend that much time sort of um, building a lot of connections through uni. And I feel like that, um, you know, I'm kind of lucky that I've got the role that I'm in now, but really having more connections out of uni just opens up more opportunities yeah. um, and you can bounce ideas off each other 
And I do that now because now I've kind of got a different community of nutritionists and naturopaths I didn't go to uni with. But I think the connection thing is really, really important, whether it's with your teachers or the people that you went to uni with. I think that's probably something that I didn't do enough of. Yeah, I think people often underestimate how important networking is and just really forming those good connections of like-minded people and because we can all help each other. We can all lift each other up and support each other on our different journeys. Yeah, and it is a really small industry. Yeah. And so I think the more that everyone helps each other, and I mean even now I do still run into people every now and again and you don't realise how small it is. And mm. so if everyone, if I had have made more connections, you know, who knows what I, I could be doing something completely different. Um, but I think that's something that I was probably a little bit young to understand at the time. You know, I just kind of wanted to get out and like, you know, keep partying and stuff like that, <laughs> which um, obviously I'm a bit older, so I don't really do that as much anymore. But that's probably my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, nice. Mm. Um And any advice for people who are fresh out of uni and on the job hunt and struggling to find a job? Work. It's quite common, sadly. It is a reality of our industry. Yeah. Um, And I think... What would you say? Well, I think, um, you know, it definitely... It took me... I'm just trying to think about the time frame. I think it took me a full year to get a job out Mm -hmm. of uni. And in that time, though... I sort of, I think that's when I did my yoga training. So um, I still worked in retail, but I was, you know, searching for jobs every single day on Seek, looking for nutritionist-specific jobs. And there's just nothing. There is no such thing. Um, Very rare. Very rare. So then um, I think my biggest piece of advice would be to get out of your mind that one-on-one practice is the only way and some people it's definitely a great avenue to go down if you're really passionate about it but I felt pretty disheartened when I finished uni because I found the whole last year of um you know one-on-one practice I hated it Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't um I found I had a lot of anxiety and it was I found it really scary and having like one person's health in my hands I was just like oh god it's just it's too much pressure um and I do think that that's not even the real environment when you go into private practice. Yeah, it would though. be so different. It's so different. <laughs> so have other people in the room, teachers coming in and out. Like. I know. And it's, <laughs> that's the thing, it's not real. So yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like you don't feel disheartened if that's not what you want to do. Mm. And I definitely felt like that because even the people that I was friends with at uni, that's what they were going, that's what they were doing. And they were going hard, you know, finding rooms to practice out of and um, building online websites and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, I tried to do, but it just didn't come naturally to me. And I think it's because I wasn't passionate about it. It just kind of fell off, you know. And so I think it's definitely um, don't be disheartened by not going into private practice. Yeah. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And it doesn't happen overnight either. So I think that's really important to just persevere, Yes, whether it's going into private practice or whether it's finding a job, like having to look for a year, as you said. It's a long time. Yeah, you have to be persistent and just yeah, trust your passion and find something that works for you. And then yeah. even if it's not perfect at the start, just form like using that to go into something that is what you want to do and aligns with you. Yeah, 100%. And that's the other thing. It doesn't come easy. You know, yeah. you do have to work really hard. And I think it's the same yeah. across all industries. It's not just mm-hmm. ours. Um, you do have to be really patient and have a lot of energy and just really keep trying and keep yeah. asking people for help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I asked, you know, 
all of my connections and my community around me, whether it was friends, dads, and my sister, and um, you know, people that I met in retail, I literally just ask people all the time, and yeah. also take on every opportunity that you can, mm-hmm. even if it seems meaningless at the time and it's frustrating because you have to do a lot for free, mm. which. We were chatting about that before, knowing yeah. your worth. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, and so at the start, it's even though you are doing stuff for free, it's just say yes because yeah. you're building those connections and you're getting your name out there. But then once you feel like you're in a position where you don't need to do stuff for free, don't and yeah. don't, don't undervalue yourself. Um, yeah. Your knowledge and your expertise is really important and definitely don't undervalue. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good point because, yeah, the experience at the start is absolutely worth it and we shouldn't turn things down just because they might be free because we don't know where it could lead us. Exactly, 100%, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's not sustainable long-term. We need to feed <laughs> ourselves too. <laughs> we need to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your yoga teacher training. Oh, sure. So I um, I started doing yoga, honestly, when I was like 16, 17, so like years and years ago. Yeah. And in that gap year when I finished uni – I was like, oh, maybe I'll do some yoga training. And I was just with my, one of my best friends at my house. And she was really into yoga at the time as well. And so we just jumped online. I'm like, oh, do you want to do it in India? Like just for fun. Yeah. And so we signed up to this four-week, 200-hour um, yoga training in India, in the very northern part of India in a place called Rishikesh. Mm-hmm. So basically that's where yoga originated from. And yep. so when we were kind of research, researching, I'm like, we may as well go where it originated. Surely it'll be good. Yeah. Um, and so we went to India and it was honestly like a four-week yoga army boot camp. Wow. <laughs> it was so intense. Like we did honestly about, you know, 10, you know, 10 hours of physical yoga practice a day along with obviously like physiology, anatomy and, you know, your um, theory kind of practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, but it was really challenging, but it was the most amazing experience that I've ever done. You know, I met some incredible people from all around the world. Um, but yeah, it was incredible. So I came back and I um, started teaching. It's yoga is really similar to nutrition where you start off and you're doing things for free and you don't know your worth and you feel uncomfortable charging people for stuff. Um but then kind of when, once you get a little bit more confident, you can sort of start to find your voice and, you know, charge people for the service that you're providing them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was teaching at a studio for a while before I got the job um, at Swiss. And then I was teaching at the same time as um, working at Swiss. And yoga is one of those things where I kind of never thought it, and I still don't know if it'll be something that I'll kind of um, you know, will ever be my full-time career, but it's the one part of my life that I know that people leave feeling really good yeah. and it's, you know, you can see it right there and there. Like even with nutrition, sometimes a little, it's a little bit hard. You know, you kind of wait a long time for people to feel good and to give you that feedback. Whereas if you just um, sort of provide a space for people to relax for an hour, they leave and they, their day has been changed. So I love that about teaching yoga and meditation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then I sort of stopped teaching um, yoga at studios and now because Swiss is so um, – they they really are, are all about holistic wellness, not just, you know, selling vitamins. Um, so through Swiss I've had some awesome opportunities to teach meditation and 
um, teach some yoga, you know, through the corporate kind of um, space, which has been awesome. Yeah, that's great that it's all been able to tie in really well. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. super inspiring. I <laughs> have always wanted to go to India to do my yoga teacher Gosh, training. Do so. it. Yeah. Do it. And the thing is, even if you don't, like I had, didn't have the plan of teaching yoga. I just yeah. wanted to do it to learn more. That's exactly like me. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even if I never teach yoga ever again, like you learn, like the information that you learn is just incredible and it's um amazing for your mental physical emotional emotional well-being and practices that you can kind of take in and share just with your family and your friends and even for yourself so yeah um i, I did another 200 hour training <laughs> i just <laughs> I, I just keep doing these things to make my life really busy but <laughs> i good things oh, to do i know so i did this other one just recently that i just finished which was in melbourne which was awesome as well yeah um and again it's just building a community of people as well that you're you know like-minded people i met so many people through that too so um i just love learning all the time that's in yoga or business or whatever it may be i just love learning yeah Mm. how important do you think it is to continue learning and what sort of tools do you use to keep learning now that we're out of uni yeah so i think no matter what avenue you go down whether it's private practice or in business or whatever it may be it is so important to continue to learn um for me, you know, oh, well, I'm obsessed with podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> um, I listen to podcasts all the time. So my podcast yeah. lists like range range from like, you know, a scientific type of, you know, wellness, nutrition podcast to, um, you know, scary crime thriller <laughs> podcasts yeah. or business podcasts or whatever it may be. Um, I do think that we did chat about this before as well that – we, I consume a lot of information and I because I always want to learn and I want to be better at everything that I do. But sometimes if you overconsume, you actually don't put anything into practice. And yeah. so I find I'll read an incredible book about, you know, I was saying intermittent fasting or something like that. <laughs> and then it's like, yes, I'm going to intermittent fast. But then you don't actually put it into practice because it's just too – you're taking in too much. Yeah. And so I feel like it's like taking one thing, implement it if it yeah. resonates you, re- resonates with you, um, and then wait until you consume more. Yeah. I feel like it's just because we are, you know, there's so much information available to us. So yeah. for me, I, I podcast, read books, um, I watch so much stuff. You know, I used to go to a lot of, um, you know, seminars and symposiums and stuff like that, like in the nutrition kind of space. I probably don't do that as much anymore because um, I don't probably keep up with the science as much but um i think it's really important to keep continue to learn no matter what whether you're a nutritionist or no matter what avenue or industry you're in it's really important to to keep learning yeah yeah i'm all about learning and i think it's such an important thing to continue doing and yeah yeah, i feel like my learning really started after i finished school and finished uni like that's when i really got into the like so much more learning and the freedom to choose what yeah, I wanted to I 100% on. agree. I actually yeah. feel like I've probably learned so much more about this space since mm. I left uni than when I was at uni. Yeah, it's different once you're actually in it as opposed to just learning the theory. Yeah, yeah. and it's um, – I also think that with degrees, particularly even, um, you know, any science degrees, they, no, they don't keep up with what is actual reality so it's like they don't move fast enough with what's happening kind of in the market and in that space so I think a lot of the stuff that we learned at uni was actually already irrelevant by the time we left uni yeah because there's so much information out there now 
And there's stuff that, you know, I learned at uni that I'm like, oh God, I would never recommend that now. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think it's just such a fast paced kind of industry that that's why it's so important to continue to learn and to keep up to date with what's going on because you're very quickly out of date otherwise, yeah. which is, it's pretty savage and it's pretty competitive, yeah. but you do, you know, unfortunately people are kind of always looking for the next best thing in this space, the next best amazing nutrient or yeah. meal or meal plan or recipe, things that's something that's going to like change your life. But yeah, so I think it's really important to keep up to date. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so when it comes to learning, um, everyone knows I'm a big fan of books. <laughs> what book would you recommend the readers get their hands on? Oh, it can be business related, it can be health related, it can be fiction, it can be absolutely anything. Yeah, this is so hard because lo- <laughs> I'm a bookworm as well. I'm glad. You're um, my people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have so many books. And, you know, my book shelf kind of ranges from, you know, Harry Potter to like, yes. <laughs> you know, self-help mindfulness books. Yeah. Um, but I do have this really beautiful book that I don't know if it'll resonate with a lot of people, but it's a book called The Radiant Sutras. Okay. And it's actually a book that I got, um, you know, one of my yoga teachers recommended it to me. And it's this beautiful book of like poetry. And every night before I go to bed, I just read one of the um, – and it's it's really based on um, the yoga sutras, which are kind of like the backbone of um, yoga and, you know, the teachings that um, we kind of deliver through yoga. Yep. And they just have these really beautiful, inspiring quotes. And so yeah. if I'm ever having like a really shit day or I'm like feeling a bit flat, I read one and I'm like, oh, everything's okay. <laughs> so I think it's, for me, the books that help with mindfulness, the most mm-hmm. important um, – so, yeah, The Radiant Sutras, that's probably one of my favourites at the moment. Nice. I'm going to add that to my reading list. It sounds really cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll lend it to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as nutritionists, we're in the business of helping people. Mm. But how important is it to you to look after your health? It's really important. And I think that sometimes when you're helping others all the time and you're giving so much, you it impacts your own practices and routines and what you do to kind of keep yourself healthy. Yeah. But in order to give so much, you need to give back to yourself to, um, you know, be the best version to kind of give out to the, to the world. So I think it's extremely important to practice what you preach. Yes, love that. Mm-hmm. And what is your vision for the future? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a future. big question. <laughs> oh, what's the next thing you're working on? Um, so <laughs> I think – so next year I've decided to um, study my MBA, so my Master of Business Administration, which yeah. – Never thought that I would ever do that either because, again, business was so not something that I was interested in. Um, But I think, um, again, it's just that, you know, real like want to learn more and more and particularly about the things that I'm not good at. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my next venture next year. Um, And then, you know, I was talking before about I would love to do yoga, health retreats for people around the world. Just really an excuse to kind of travel around the world for work. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's like my long-term kind of – I would love to do that, whether that's on the side of my current job. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of always thinking about that in the background. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a nice way to tie all your skills together as well. You've got that nutrition component, the yoga component, the meditation and all that business side too because running a health retreat isn't as simple as just picking a location. No, yeah. yeah. There's all the business behind it too. Definitely, and I think it's really rewarding. Um, Mm. I think it would be really rewarding because I've been to a couple of health health retreats myself and every time I leave I'm like, oh, my 
God, it's amazing and yeah. life-changing and it's that real like self-nurturing that I think is really important for people to invest in. Yeah, it's a beautiful way to help people transform and really give them those practical skills that they can then take home and use in their everyday life as well. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. So fingers crossed one day. Yes, I can't wait for them. I will be coming along to one of those. 100%. 100%. You can co- co-host them with me as, you know, the nutritionist, the, the real nutritionist. <laughs> no, you're a real nutritionist. Yeah. Too. All your education expertise. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Yeah, thanks, yeah, doll. So you heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> we'll be doing health retreats around the world in yeah, no time. We sure will. Next stop, you know, Amalfi Coast, Italy or something oh, like yes, that. Yes, please. Heaven, I know. <laughs> Um, so before we wrap it up do you have any last minute advice or a takeaway message that you want people to hear that we haven't discussed already today um not really I guess it's just like just do something you love doing every day like you know I've there's been moments in this like journey that I've hated doing what I'm doing and so it's like don't do it like don't waste a day or a minute of your life doing something you don't like do something that you love so whether it's nutrition or whatever whatever it may be don't waste even a second doing something you don't like it's not worth it yes that is so so important everyone listen carefully (laughs) (laughs) awesome and where can the listeners find you um so i'm not as good on social media as (laughs) everyone else but my just my name you know eliza milsom um pretty much so you can find me there and send me messages if you have any questions but yeah I'm open to helping and particularly because I'm in this industry I'm always open to helping people and um you know seeing if there's any opportunities out there for people when they finish uni for sure because I know it's really hard yeah beautiful and I will link to that in the show notes as well for anyone who wants to keep track of Eliza's amazing life and stay posted for those health retreats I'll have to start posting on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much doll (laughs) thank you so much for coming in today this has been such an awesome conversation um yeah I feel like there's so much that everyone can gain from this oh I hope so um thank you so much for having me like I said I never thought that anyone would ever ask (laughs) me to be on a podcast so I'm really really grateful and I hope that it's been um helpful and Yeah, good luck as well. Thank you, you too. (laughs) Thanks, doll. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality.